Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
you know, everybody knows how to have way the Kentucky Derby, the Spurs, Clippers, Game 7, and the draft, and then the big fight. I went to my brother's. After that, my friend Steve had a party. I went by there. hung out there until, like, 3 or 4. That was a party. It was all right. It was, I got there late. I didn't get there until, like, a couple of videos? Nah, by the time I got there, it was pretty dead. It was just hanging out. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday. And then Sunday, I did Yesterday. Know. Yeah, yesterday. Wow, what's happening? Yeah, because we usually do this on Tuesday, but today we're doing it today. Throwing me off. Throwing off the whole flow. Uh, I don't think I did anything yesterday either. I think I just slept and watched TV. Yesterday we did all you can perhaps at our mirrors. How was that? Pretty good. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad at all. To get you money for it. Too many credits. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was our weekend. Um, way to way to bore everybody to start the show. Hopefully, they had a more exciting weekend than we did. So uh, yeah, that that was uh, pretty much it. But as far as sports goes, finally we got a busy weekend. And uh, for Philly, there's only one real event, and that of course was the NFL draft. Yeah, uh, labeled around here as, you know, post, post Mariota. Hashtag do the deal is, I believe, is the, the hashtag come up with uh, by AM, radio. AM to all the Christian people. What are AD, I guess? Or AJ. What's the answer to? AD. AD. So. Right. And then Mariota is AM after Mariota. But we didn't get him. We did not. So, it is what it is. And I'm excited about it. I'm happy we didn't get him, to be honest with you. All right, my thoughts on this. It would have been awesome to have Mariota. We'd obviously have a lot more to talk about on Philadelphia Radio. They wanted too much. And I Tennessee sold on Mariota. I think that Tennessee took Mariota because they realized if they traded him to the Eagles and he turned out to be a great player, they'd be criticized and fired and crucified. Right, but when you're – Arguably the least talented roster in football, which the Titans can be argued about. They're not a talented team by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think the defense is as bad as as, uh, maybe there's a playmaker or two, but they're in general they're not a talented team. You don't get they don't have like an Albert Hainsworth anymore or anyone who's going to be pleased with that. Right. So what I'm saying is, Mariota might not turn into a superstar. At which point you're criticized for not taking, you know, abundance of picks slash players. Well, the other thing is... So it really works both ways. It, it does, but the only opportunity you're ever going to... Kelly made this point today, and I, I absolutely agree with it. He said, the only way you're going to get a franchise quarterback most times, unless you get lucky and fall into a top break, is to be really, really, really bad and get the number one or two pick. Well, yeah, that's the traditional way. You get a top pick, you take a Peyton Manning, you take an Andrew Luck, right. and so there's, on there's and so not many. There's not many. Phil Rivers was a top four pick. I mean, there's there's not many of the top quarterbacks who were not top picks. You can name a couple. Yeah. You, Brady, Rodgers was the end of the first round. Roger, yeah, but Rodgers was was realistically a top two pick. I, just a bunch of teams. Realistically, he wasn't then. I mean, you might have thought that he had the talent to be a top two pick, but if he doesn't go in the top two, he's not a top two okay, pick. Okay, if you say so. Um, He was still a first-round pick. And Tell me I'm wrong there. You might think the guy has the most talent in the draft, but if the team at the top doesn't take him, he's not the number one overall okay. pick. Okay, okay, I hear you. Um, that, that was just dumb move by a bunch of teams. I don't know what the heck they were thinking. But if you notice, since the Rodgers pick. Drew Brees was a second-round pick. Right, right. And occasionally you get one of those guys 
uh, Russell Wilson third round pick. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah. but but traditionally, yeah, the one top, or two. It, Traditionally, one. I mean, you want to have your closest right. Up there. And I mean, you can get you can get a decent quarterback, and a lot of guys' names are, are decent. The only one I'd say was elite, who who wasn't a number one, who obviously is Brady, is Rodgers. A lot of those other guys are are the yeah. next tier of guys. I'd have to go through every single quarterback. I'm like Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, you can get in the mid first round. He yeah. goes around ten. Yeah, he went ten. Um, I think he's he might not put up the elite numbers all the time. Although last year he did, but he. Having said that, I still don't think he's going to touch 
near the number he would have touched had none of this came up and he was actually a first-round pick. Absolutely, but he, he will get some guarantees. Yeah, money. and if he plays Especially, three, four seasons. Hold on, hold on. It depends, of course, what's going on. Now, that with with the murder situation, anyone who's close to a murder, NFL teams aren't going to want to touch that. Yeah. So he's just got to be cleared first. And every and the cops are reiterating that he's not a right. Player. That's what I keep hearing too. Which which I don't understand. And if he's not a suspect, unless he's not a suspect for pulling the trigger, but he's a suspect for maybe contract contract kill. Yeah, I don't but know. But that's the same. That's the same thing. I don't want to speculate on anything. I don't really know. Anything. Right. But the the thing is, as long as he's cleared and everything like that, he's probably going to get um, he's probably going to get most of his money because he because. He can bid against other teams. And yeah, but I don't know. Teams, 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 teams will bid. Teams. They'll put money out there. Uh, by the time it's, he is cleared, if he's cleared, uh, salaries, caps will be closer to full. Teams will have closer to their full roster. That's not sure. There's a lot of teams that are way under the salary cap. And there's a lot of teams that are. And there's a lot of teams with this draft now that, that once they get their guys in the camp, they might not want to be bothered. And they might not want to bid a fortune for a guy. I don't think he'll bid a fortune. I, like I said, I think we'll get a decent bonus. I don't think we'll get a first-round money. Or probably a second-round money. It may be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it does take only two teams to bid against each other to jack up the price. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if you're, a team, if you're a struggling team, like, say, Jacksonville or Oakland, who has all the money in the world, and you just need to improve your roster, why not? It's also a lot. Right, like I said, he's got to be completely cleared of everything. But just because your ex-girlfriend gets murdered doesn't mean you're involved. Yeah, of course. I know, but I think there was a baby involved. I didn't hear anything about it. Yes, apparently she was pregnant. It's his? It might have been, and now he's about to come into a fortune. Oh, yeah. So again, uh, uh-huh. you know, speculation. We don't have any, any. Well, the lawyer insisted he's not a part of it. And let's hope that's the truth. Yeah. And like I said, if that's if that is the truth, then I think he'll get paid. If he gets caught near anywhere near any of this, then I think he's just not going to be in the NFL. Well, of course. I mean, if he is involved, in and if he's involved, and even if he had nothing to do with it, but he's not going to be touched. Teams aren't going to put up with that. Not in today's NFL. Absolutely. Who do you got as a winner and loser of this draft? Well, um, as you mentioned before, I did think Randy Gregory was a really talented pass rusher. Dallas was a limit 16. They also got Byron Jones, who there was a lot of hype around the Eagles getting at 21. I think both of those players could be impact defenders right away. Team that needs help defensively. Sean Lee is coming back. I think Dallas really bolstered their defense. I'm not putting them as a complete winner. I, I can't put them as a winner. All the drafts, all the teams drafts. I'm just saying off the top of my head, I feel like they had a strong I can't put them as a, I would put them as a winner, but the one thing I can't put them as a winner because they did not draft a running back. Yeah, they didn't draft a running back. A lot of people needs. thought they would. Uh, obviously, Gurley and Gordon both went in the first. Did have Abdullah available. He went in the second. And uh, so Yeldon went in the second. Early. Early went. Yeldon went early in the second. I heard there was interest in Jay Adaji who went in the fifth round. I don't get it. I think but he was probably the I heard third. he was taken a little bit before Dallas was picked. Yeah, he might have been he might have been the he could be the third uh, best running back in the track. Yeah, the deep running back was apparently. 
I, I just don't get what Jerry Jones is doing. I mean, he's putting all his eggs in the Vincent uh, Randall basket. Which well, I he also has McFadden. Yeah, I know. Like, McFadden's been ineffective for the last five years, slash injured. And Randall is just a knucklehead. Randall keeps having all the Yeah, I mean, you're putting up behind arguably the strongest offensive I, I think it will, but I also think that uh, it would also help him to get, like, a rookie there, at least for competition as much. Oh, yeah, I agree. Out, like, and, and, well, the Jones boys, like, there's two guys named Jones that were very good, and and Ajay, like you said, there's there's good quality guys in the fourth, fifth round. I'm not saying you got to spend a high round yeah, pick on them. David Cobb, we had some hype David around Cobb. him. Yeah. Um, there's a Northern yeah. Iowa guy, that's some hype around him. Yeah, I'm um, just saying, like, Johnson, Duke Johnson, Miami. But here's here's also something that you could be thinking. Um, I mean, again. You know what Dallas had on their board. You know, there's a difference. Mel Piper's board, Todd McShay's board, uh, other teams' boards, your own personal board. Dallas might have looked at this draft and said there's three, four impact runners that we'd be able to make a difference in the NFL. The first round, obviously, both Gordon and Gurley were gone before then. They didn't make a trade. They took Byron Jones, who they thought was the best player on the board. Second round, um, I'm not sure if the other one worked record. I think he did. You know, by the time they got there, they might have saw Randy Gregory, potentially a top 10 talent at 60, even with the off-the-field issues, and said we could take a running back here I, lower on our board, or we could take a guy. I have a no problem with that. Board. I'm just telling you, later in the draft, you got to address your needs. Um, I, I have a feeling, I don't know why, but I get the feeling that this could lead to a Peterson trade later in the preseason. Apparently, it's pretty locked in stone that Peterson's staying in Minnesota. Season, he's 
He's going to have a rookie contract over five years. Yeah, another team might be interested in him. Another team's going to grab him. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think uh, I think Green Bay might have looked at it and said, too much value. Right, too much value here. Best player available. Absolutely. We have a chance to develop him. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, God forbid some fluke incident, Aaron Rodgers tears something and he's never able to play again. Right. Or you took him in the fifth round, you develop him for two, three years to get a second round pick for him. Yeah, absolutely. And they did with Flynn. Exactly yeah. what they did with Flynn. Put him in against Detroit, let him throw six touchdowns, and then trade him for a first round pick. There you go. Uh, cool. Who else? Who, who's, I, I don't know how Mario Edwards is. I think Amari Cooper has a chance to be one of the best players in this draft, too. I love him as a I receiver. think Gurley's got a good shot. I think the Rams did really well with Gurley. I think. I think. I just, I just didn't get it because I like. Yeah, Trey Mason was my favorite running back out of last year's draft. Todd Gurley's my favorite running back out of this year's draft. You got too much talent there. I think what happened was it came to ten. The Rams probably had their board with impact players. They said these are five guys are impact players, and maybe it was Kevin White, maybe it was Amari Cooper, maybe it was Leonard Williams, and they didn't make any trades. And by the time it got to them, it was do we take Todd Gurley? Highest on our board, impact player, potential Adrian Peterson likability, or do we take a guy we have lower on our board? Even with Trey Mason there, I mean, a lot of teams do employ the two running back system. I think Gurley's going to be a workhorse, and I think there's trade value if they need to trade Mason, but there's not I think they just went with though. the best player available. There's not trade value, though, if you look at what teams are getting for running backs. I mean, Eagles, for, for you to get value for a running back, you have to be a top guy. Like, the Eagles got it. Shady for Alonzo straight up, and that was the best. Well, what well, round did they take Mason last year? Do you remember? He was later. He was third round pick. Okay, so um, Dallas Cowboys. Maybe Dallas Cowboys offered him a second for him next year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that would do it. If you can do that, then I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, maybe again, if you have a board set with five impact guys, say, like you might have your first round talent, and then you have your five impact right away guys. And one of those guys is the last one available, Todd Gurley. You don't take him there via the Rams? Or do you? Um, I, I feel like that's what they did. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not in their war room. Again, see, that depends on the team. I think you always try to do best player available. But if you have too many holes, you got to fill the hole. Yeah, but I, they did. They had some offensive line issues, which they filled in the second and third round. Right. Um, but they still have, still have holes in the other skill positions. I mean, he... Yeah. Well, Quick, Austin? Quick showed some promise. Right, but he's, he a number, he's still number two. Simon Bailey is just another guy. He he had a couple flashes. No, nothing Saban special. Austin showed nothing. Kenny Britt. It's a lot of it's a lot of question marks. I agree. Say somebody like Kevin White fell to them with Gurley on the board, they would have took well, White. Of course. But, but I, like that's my point. I think that you know White Cooper, they might have felt Gurley was a lot more value than somebody like Devontae Parker. Right. So, and and I, I, I hear what you're saying. I just I don't I don't like it. I think you don't build on your strength. I I guess maybe with Gurley. Gurley might be different. Gurley's they're talking about a once in generation talent. And they might, and they might say, yeah, I'm not finished. All right, go ahead, hurry up. Uh, excuse you. All right, come on, you're gonna say the once in generation of talent. Go ahead, finish. Hanging. Uh I'm looking at you because that was very rude, sir. Like I said, if he's a once in a generation type talent, you gotta you gotta take him. But other than that, I mean, just not with that team. I I trade down if I didn't like it, the situation there. 
And me and you talk about that a lot. That's, that's something you've got to employ. You've got to get extra draft. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I'm all about trading down if there's not a player there that you feel is an absolute real impact player. Uh, another thing where Gurley is coming off the injury, they already said they're not going to rush him to play. Potentially could be like a redshirt season. Of course not, but from what I've heard, Mason's already heard, already said that he wants to be traded, along with Stacey, who did get traded. Yeah, well, Stacey wasn't playing last year, so Stacey was definitely a non-factor. Absolutely, and Stacey might not make the Jets if Ridley's healthy. But Malcolm Brown. 
big time prospect and you pass up on him for a speedy receiver. You already have two young receivers in Kelvin and Andre. Having said that, uh, what what they did do there is a lot what the Eagles did last year is they built upon their uh, special teams. Um, their uh, their special teams should be a lot better. Uh, Dorsett is very good at returns, and uh, I think that's the one thing. But I just don't think you waste a first-round pick on a return guy. No, special teams is one-third of the game, and it's a really important part. It can make differences, but it's not as important as defense. And when you have a guy, again, if Dorsett was rated way above somebody like Brown, then I can see you saying he's taking the best player available. Stop saying one name because it could have been it could have been Goldman too. It doesn't even have to be in a position. It just needs to be on the defensive side of the ball. Right, could have been a linebacker. Like linebackers, fine. Yeah. I mean, the secondary was nothing to write home about. No, but they did they did grade out pretty well versus the pass. Vontae Davis is one of the better cornerbacks. Right, but there's also free agents. Yeah, they could have went. They could have went. They could have gone anywhere on their defense, and they would have been fine. Okay, fine. They could have gone running. Defense. They could have overdrafted a running back, and I would have been fine with it. I just didn't get that receiver pick. Well, who would you have taken in that in, at that slot after Gordon and early? Personally, Wilson? I would have taken Coleman, but uh, I think that uh, I think Yeldon was the next one off the board. Yeah, I think Coleman went third. Too. I think no, Coleman went third or fourth. Uh, I mean, whatever. Gregson he chose his player. You'll see how it works out. Colts have improved every year since he's been here. He went from the playoffs to the second round to the AFC final championship last year. Yeah, that's true. See if they pushed away into the Super Bowl. Uh, they might because, they, again, you got extremely lucky with Andrew Luck. You go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, you, you're, just, you're just dying with Luck. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty smooth transition. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd say that they got lucky. They took him number one overall, but I guess it's a little lucky. No, it's lucky. it's lucky because it was his draft. Yeah, and right. they got the number one pick in his draft. Right when you, yeah, it's true because you know you could have the number one pick and you can get a LeBron James or you can get a Kwame Brown, so it really does. Make sense. Right, absolutely. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not quality guys. There's got to be a game changing quarterback, and it just isn't in every draft. Um. All right, so I guess we, yeah, we're we going to move on with the Colts. So let's go to the Eagles. Uh, what do you think of Aguilar? Yeah, I I've seen I watched some of his film. Uh, I've read some scouting reports on him. I did see a little bit of USC during the season. I didn't watch tons of him. I saw a little more of him from the H. Yeah. Um, I mean, he makes plays. You know, I think he could be a good receiver. There's a lot of comparisons to Jeremy Macklin. I think he's better than Macklin. He's a lot faster than Macklin. I, I don't hate him. I just feel like I would have preferred him to trade and accumulate an extra pick or two, potentially move up, you know, in another round, get another impact player. I, I don't know if it, he might have been. I mean, and again, you need a trading partner. So when I say trade back, you know, it's not like you Kelly just said do he it. Had, you Kelly, need a trading partner. Kelly said he had four or five offers to trade back. To what slot? And, yeah, and that's another thing. When I say trade back, when I say trade back, I want them to trade back. I don't want them to trade back to, you know, midway through the second round. I want it to be late one, you know, late 20s, 30. And I feel like Aguilar might have still been there. He might have got a third-round pick, and then you can move up in the second. They did move up in the second, but, you know, or you can move up in the third, so on and so forth. I don't, more... I don't think that Aguilar would have been there. I think I, I, was, I texted Garrett when this pick happened, and I actually told him I would have absolutely traded back. Um, and the reason why is I had three or four receivers rated about the same 
Um, I do think Aguilar is going to come in. I apologize for my bird. He's trying to make his appearance. But um, I, I do think that Aguilar is uh, going to make the quickest impact. And I think he's going to be the best chance for the Eagles to make the playoffs. However, having said that, I like Jalen Strong. I'm an ASU fan, so I may be a little biased. Did he go in the second or third? Well, uh, yeah, he went a lot later. Yeah, um, Perryman went later. Perryman went later. I, I told you Perryman was my guy. I thought he's Perriman, the problem with drops people don't like. I don't care. And they say he's not a crisp route runner. I don't care. I don't care. He's a guy who's going to be a game breaker, I think. I think that guy's going to be a game breaker. A lot of guys coming. No, those had the, one of the biggest drop problems. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And he continued throughout his whole career. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you make plays, then the drop ball is not going to make a difference. Exactly. Unless it's, you know, to lose an NFC championship. Now, Kelly won't like it because that's why he got rid of Sheep. It's because there were too many negative guard plays. Right. He were dropping the ball to be considered a negative. Well, yeah, because now now you put your offense in a must-throw situation where uh, instead of first and ten, second and third and ten or something. Instead of second and five, third and ten. Right. So now you're you're in a place where you have to throw. So I think Aguilar fits his system best. Uh, he's going to come in. He runs great routes. I mean, he. I, I really think he's a bug and play guy. I think he's, he's got a shot to. Uh, well, he better be on this team. Oh, I think he's. I think he's got a shot to be the third best receiver in his draft in his rookie year. I think long term, not sure. I think there's. I, I would rather retirement for the uh, long run. And I would have rather had a few other guys. Like I said, Strong was right there with Aguilar. I, I, could, I was 50, you know. Yeah, you like both of them. Yeah, it's very, very equal. Um, and there's there's a bunch of guys like that. Uh, Forsett was another one. Right. I, I think Forsett could have been Deshaun on this team without the attitude. Yeah, which was basically the reason they didn't keep Deshaun. Because exactly. he was a productive player. Um, Devin, see, and I think Devin Smith was a guy who was concerned about his size. He's yeah, and he's not a high-volume guy. He's a deep threat. He's only, see, and I think he could be. I think that's the guy who reminds me of Macklin. Really? Yeah. He I, reminds me of Macklin a lot. From what I've seen of him, he's not going to be able to, a guy who's going to catch 80, 90 balls. He's going to be a guy who's going to catch 50, 60. Another guy who I, I thought they, make big plays. I thought, another guy I thought they could have gotten was Funches. And I don't like – I'm not a huge Funches fan. I think he's got a shot to be a huge bust. He's also got the the uh, possibility of being Kelvin Benjamin, which is the reason why I don't like where he went, because I think him and Kelvin Benjamin are the same player, and I think two of them are redundant and they're not going to be effective, even though he might play tight end. Well, well I don't know if he's going to – I mean, Greg Olson's a fine tight end. Greg Olson's a fine tight end coming near the end of his career, though. Last year was his best season yet. Yeah, we'll but, but he's, he's near the end. He's in the, he's yeah. in the 30s. I mean, I think – it's fine, even if they're the same type of receiver, both Benjamin and Funchess. He's a good player. I don't think it's a problem to have two good players on the same team, it even is, if they're it similar. Is, it is because only because they're going to run similar routes. They're not they're not fast enough to get separation off the corners. So the problem you run into is if you run them on the same side, they have a shot to have the defense all in one area. So you have to run them on opposite sides. There's limitations when you get into coaching. It's also really good for the red zone offense. The other thing is, the other thing, yeah, that's that's where he sells. That's the reason why I wouldn't mind the Eagles taking him. Because the Eagles, uh, Matthews is a big receiver, but I don't know if he's, uh, how good of a president threat he's going to be. Ertz is a very big tight end, and 
he should be a great red zone receiver. I, I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well, he only played 50% of the snaps. Yeah, because of Sellers. Because of Sellers, because the run block. Yeah, but, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, so but I, that's, that's just my points. Um, well, here's the thing with Aguilar, and more than almost – well, no, I guess not more than – not wearing Cooper or White, obviously. Although White might have a little bit easier transition because obviously um, Alshon Jeffrey is going to be the number one over there. And you could say Jordan Matthews is the number one here. But like you mentioned before, besides Matthews, besides Ertz, there's not much going on with this offense So as far as receivers. So Aguilar really is going to have to be a plug and play. He's going to have to be a guy who, who though he might not put up a Mac last year, you can't expect that. He's going to have to get balls to 1,000 yards and seven-plus touchdowns uh, to justify the pick because this offense really – who else is going to do that? Who else besides Jordan Matthews and Arch going to put up the production? Oh, you, you hope that Josh Huff will. Um, I'm not sure. If, if, let me ask you this then. If Aguilar doesn't go 75-plus, 950-plus, seven touchdowns, do you think it's a disappointing rookie season? Saying he stays healthy the season. 75-plus catches. I think last year Macklin had like 84, so we'll stay a little lower. Macklin had like 1,400 yards last year. We'll say 950-plus. Macklin had over 10 touchdowns. We'll say 7-plus. Obviously, we can't ask him to compete with Macklin did last year. I don't think he's had a touchdown. I think he also. So, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't and he's healthy, you know, obviously, if he only plays eight games, it's a different. I think they're going. To, I think the Eagles are going to surprise you. They're going to be a running team, in the, and I think I think that the touchdowns are going to go. Ertz and I think Matthews is going to get maybe five or six, and the rest of them are going to be just bumps. All right, what's your projections on Aguilar? First round pick, people love projections. What's your projections? I think he gets over a thousand yards. I think he gets maybe eleven hundred yards because just sheer volume. Receiving or all purpose? Uh, receiving. Uh, I don't think he's going to play anything other than receiver. Well, they they liked him. I know Kelly was talking up his special teams ability. Right, but you still got Darius Foles returning punts. Yeah, but just in case they decide to maybe return him on kicks or punts. Um, yeah, but I, I just I think he's going to get like 1,100 yards. Um, well, that's a pretty good number for a rookie. Yeah, uh, very good. I, I think he's going to be great possession receiver. I do think he's going to score some touchdowns. I think it's going to be uh, mostly on big plays, though. I think he's got big play potential. I, I really like, like I said, I think he's going to, other than Cooper, other than Cooper, actually, not even White. I think White White's going to get there about midseason. I think, other than Cooper, he is the most pro-ready receiver yeah, in the strategy. And White has, again, the luxury of having Alshon Jeffrey on the other side of the field. The legit number one. Right, and he's, he's got a decent quarterback in color. Oh, um, boy. A decent quarterback in color, or no, a decent quarterback. That's not what the theme song said. I don't care what your stupid theme song said. Keep your hand off my soundboard. <laughs> he is not that good. I'm sorry. What happened to Foles? What do you mean? What happened? I thought Foles was. <laughs> You know how that is. We had a lot of discussions about it. I think Bose is legit, and I think Kelly's a fool. But 
until we made the decision. I don't run the Eagles. Um, you certainly don't. So that's how that went. All right, so let's move on. In second round, we trade up for Eric Rowe. Absolutely. And I love, love, love this pick. What was the trade up? We got rid of two fists and we got a six back. Okay. Now, did we give up a lot? Yeah, we did. But we moved from the end of the second to the beginning of the second, and we got the guy we wanted, which is a legitimate first round trade. Yeah. At a position of need. At a position, two positions of need. Right, because he's a safety slash corner. I think he's going to start probably at corner. Yes. We'll probably move him. It's similar to what Malcolm Jenkins did with New Orleans. He started right. at corner with the safety. Um, I don't mind it. Again, I love it. I, I think it's it's a beautiful thing when a position of need matches up with the best player available. That's just a perfect fit. That's what we want every single time. And that's when you move up. And that's when you move up and you get your player. I don't I don't mind it. I think he has some good ability, good talent. I know uh Adam reports they're they're really great reviews. I mean obviously he has flaws, every player has flaws, but I like the pick. Utility, I like the fact that he can play safety and cornerback. It's what Kelly seems to like. Um I I I just nothing I don't like about this pick. I he's a bigger he's a bigger guy, he's about six feet tall. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just think that this this was absolutely their best pick. And while I, I think there were a few guys that you could have gotten in the um, Aguilar area, and, and this was one of the guys who I was considering a 20. So the fact that you get him in the second round, you, you trade a few picks to move up, absolutely very much worth it. And uh, these, these first two picks, I got to give them – I'll give him a B plus. The only thing I didn't like is, like I said, I would have traded down or I would have taken Richard Perry minute twenty. Told you that on the podcast last week. That's the guy who I wanted at twenty. I don't think that uh, Perryman's going to uh, necessarily succeed. It's going to be a standout in Baltimore because I, I just don't like Flacco that much. I mean, I want to love the kid because he's a local kid. And um, uh, I think Flacco's a fine quarterback. Yeah, my ex girlfriend was actually fine. Yeah, and, and he's a really nice guy, but. I just don't think he's an elite quarterback. I know he throws a nice deep ball, and uh, that's he Jimmy might not Perryman's be top five or so, but he gets the job done. I mean, in the playoffs, he's been superb. I I guess he's got to get to the playoffs, and he hasn't. He's gotten there playoffs. most years. Yeah, no, last year. Yeah, he did. They beat they beat Pittsburgh in the first oh, yeah, round. Oh, they did. Yeah, played I'm a great sure game on the road in Pittsburgh, and they beat them. I'm sure they did. So, yeah, and then he had that great game of the year versus New England, but he was playing uh, great. Oh, yeah, they, they almost beat him one. Yeah, so short memory. I already, missed, I already forgot the playoffs. Yeah. All right, so let's go on in the third round. They took Jordan Hicks. I hated this pick and because, it, to me, it says bye-bye Michael Kendricks. Which I don't get because wouldn't it have been bye-bye Michael Kendricks during the draft? Not necessarily. Unless they're going to get a future pick for him. They could get a future pick. They could end up uh, doing a hole in, say, the offensive line. But I, I, to me, it just—I don't get it. Like, why? Unless you, unless he's like a backup option for Demico Ryan, she might not come back from his injury. Yeah, but they did just give Demico that extension. So I hear you. I feel like they have to know that Demico should be healthy. I don't think you're going to give them the deal if, if you don't think he's a healthy. No, player. I, I think they gave him the deal because he's an emotional leader, and if you can get a kid who's a on a rookie contract. I mean, he's a huge upgraded backup over uh, Casey Matthews, i got to hope. 
Oh, they finally got rid of him? Yeah, I think he got cut. Wow. Didn't he? I don't think they resigned him. I, I know he was last I think he signed with Minnesota or something. Yeah. somewhere. I'm not sure for exactly. But, yeah, he was their backup uh, middle linebacker last year. So, I think he can keep up freedom with him. But, I mean, again, you got Kiko Alonso in there. I think he's going to be an exceptional player. I think him and Kendricks, you let them patrol the middle. Got your middle linebacking core for the next five years. Well, obviously you don't think so. You're just saying Kendricks is is gone. I think Kendricks is gone with this pick. I don't understand why you take a third round pick in the middle linebacker. You know, I think of course he's the best guy available. And that goes with your theory. I always said he's going to take the best guy available. Now, the only reason why I'm going to touch on this, I'm gonna I'm not touching on everything, but I do want to touch on this. Um, you might have been upset after the draft because as soon as today came, he fired his South. Or Southwestern uh, director of scouting, along with two other guys who we'll get into later. Um, so maybe he made this pick and said, maybe someone else, I don't know what could have happened to piss him off that badly about it, but somehow we got Jordan Hicks on this team. And, you know, um, we also got, uh, everyone forgets, we get the guy from uh, Green Bay who plays middle linebacker who's a special team standout. Oh, yeah. Jones. Jones, right. Um, uh, well, here's the thing about the scouting. Uh, this is Kelly's draft. Kelly got the power. It was, it was well documented. And that, those were scouting guys were Howie's guys. So, all right. So, so bye bye, Howie. Why didn't he get rid of them beforehand? You know, I, probably because it was too late in the process. They've already started their work. So, if this draft doesn't work out and say he's going to play, they row ends up being a bad player and Aguilar's a bad player, he's going to play. No, that's bullshit. That's baloney. And I, I hear you, but I think that's what's going to happen. And I hope people aren't dumb enough to buy it. I really it doesn't hope, matter what people are. It just matters what the owner is. I hope Jeffrey Lurie, your list of fans of Philadelphia, front office executive Jeffrey Lurie, do not be that stupid. If this draft doesn't work out, it's Chip Kelly's fault. It was Chip Kelly's draft. Chip Kelly did the player personnel. He was the head. He was in charge. He fired his people. I mean, I don't think Jeff. You know, you don't become a billionaire by being a moron. And I hope Lurie's not the first. <laughs> not put it that way. All right. Moving on. In the sixth round, we got Ja'Carri Shepard, who is a quarterback from, I don't know where, Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas. Randall Evans was a Oh. So, we got a Kansas quarterback and a Kansas State quarterback. Yeah. And, so, um, let's just group them together unless you have something to say. Well, Shepard, you know, I don't know too much about him. I don't watch any Kansas football. Nor did I. Uh, I you know, I've read a scouting report after they signed him. He has a lot of ability. I know Mel Kuyper was loving the pick. I know you don't like Mel Kuyper. Did he? But he loved the pick. He was he was the tops on Mel Kuyper's draft board for a while before okay. he was picked. I think like by the end of the fourth or fifth round, he was tops on Mel Kuyper's big board. Wow! Um, and he just kept falling. Yeah, you know what? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And the Eagles were watching ESPN. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but I mean, they they seem to like him. McShay seemed to like him. Um, there was some some nice significant buzz did, around. Did Kuyper say that he? I, like I said, I, I don't like Mel Kuyper, but I don't hate him either. Did Kuyper say that uh, he thinks that Shepard projects to be a starter? Again, I was a doer school with it. Uh, I think, yeah, long term, he, he really liked him. Um, yeah, he thinks he's going to start him in this league? Yeah, he said he could develop into it. You know, it was, he used the word develop. Uh, right, so, so he's a later pick. So, but yeah, he thinks if he develops correctly, he could be a starter and a good player. Good. But, you know, obviously that doesn't mean anything because Mel um, Kuyper. Kuyper's watched more of Ja'Cory Shepard than I have. And he's watched more than I have. Uh, so. 
But he's also said that he would see you at the Hall of Fame ceremony like William Seaver when the line stuck in the Right. And like the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Is he still in the league? No, probably not. So it doesn't mean, you know, whatever. So then, the, all right, so moving on. Anyway, that's a good pause. Rand, Rand, Randall Evans, did you hear anything about him? No, I really haven't heard much on him. Um, Six-round pick, he's probably should play special teams if he makes the team. Yeah, and then, you know, he's, again, a guy, put him on special teams, and you hope you can slot him in if there's an injury and in time, maybe he can develop into a player. Seventh round pick, we pick Brian Mahalik. Uh, he made some uh, some uh, headlines just because he's six foot nine. Yeah, he's And you guy. can't teach that. I don't know how important that is football. It's, it's basketball. It's, it's big in the 3-4 defense. The reason why is you're not going to get much pressure from your uh, from your defensive end. All they want to do is eat up the blockers. But what you want to do is get your hands up and try to block the ball. It looks like when we signed the uh, former Army Rangers. Right, and it was the same reason. He didn't make the team. Yeah. But it was the same thing. He's 6-7, and he played defensive end, and then 3-4. Right. So as a seventh-round pick, you know, Bo Allen worked out okay in the seventh round. Sure, you never know. Undrafted, they signed a couple undrafted free agents. They're all on offense, I noticed. One of the ones that was really hyped up was Devontae. Is he a receiver? Yeah, he's a receiver. A lot of people really liked him. A lot of buzz around him. Supposedly one of the better undrafted free agents. Hopefully he could develop. They signed a local kid out of, I think, where another receiver. Uh, I think they signed a defensive attack I saw today. So, I saw most of them were, were offense. Yeah, like, so they signed like two or three tight ends. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he's on terrific grade and still be invited to camp and there are long shots and, and right uh, crash shooting. You hope you catch a diamond in the rough. You do have him. Yeah. And so I'll report now following up on Kendrick today. So. That's good, and I hope they keep him, but I, I just don't get the Jordan Hicks pick unless they want to convert him. And I, I don't know. Yeah, unless it was again with the best player available. So, yeah, uh, but, uh, I know what you're saying with the position. You feel I, like I actually position. like uh, Dawson uh, as far as even uh, middle linebacker. Same position, but I like uh, Dawson. He was a middle linebacker out of, I believe, TCU. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's out of TCU. I know Mayock. And loved he, was, he was at the end of the uh, end of the third. third. Mayock yeah. loved the film on him, that on film he's the best linebacker. Right, and friend. he just didn't do well in the uh, combine. And he has a lot of. Uh, knucklehead tendencies apparently. Oh. Uh, late for meetings, things, stuff. And, uh, oh, no, that's why Kelly didn't take him. That yeah. makes sense. Then. Um, but yeah. as a player, he's, he's, I, I like. I thought, like I thought he made plays. That's all yeah. I saw. Mayock loved him. Mayock said he put on the game film, and you don't know anything about the kid. He's a top linebacker in the draft. So, so yeah, and him and, and I like Dunzel Perryman too, yeah. along with Kendrick. Kendrick's brother. See, if we didn't get Kiko Alonso, I would just been screaming the first round for Kendrick's brother. Eric Kendrick. He oh. went to Minnesota. Yeah. And I think he's going to be – I think he's better than Michael. And yeah. I think the two of them, if you play them together, because they've probably played together since they were kids, they would have been instinctual. They would have known where each other was, and it would have been a special Well, I, I mean, they might have played for fun in the backyard as kids, but they were they were, they were, they were they were a few years apart. I don't know if they ever matched up as far as – yeah, but how much you know that those kids probably play together? It's age. It's age when you're growing No, it's up. not. It's, it's weight. Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know the weights for Arnold. Football, football. But I mean, high school, as far as high school, they didn't go to the same time. College, they didn't go to yeah, the same time. Yeah, they did. They played one year together. Did they play one year in high school? And in college. Well, not in college. Well, no, because yeah. Kendrick came out early. And Kendrick went to Cowan. And, uh, and the other Kendrick. Right. Eric went to UCLA. But, but they, they did play at least one or two years in high school together. All right. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, they're very – they're not that far in age. I just think that would have been special. Um. All right. So, so let's, let, before we move on, listen, what's your draft grade, uh, A to F, uh, for the Eagles? I can't do it. Um. I know you got to wait a couple years and see everybody. My first, my first reaction is, is a solid B minus. Yeah, my first reaction probably – B, B, C plus. I like some of the players. I like Bro. I, I'm hoping Aguilar can turn into a. a love Bro. I like Aguilar. I like the trade back. I would love. We both would like to trade back. That's the reason why I'm not giving an A. Uh, the, the third round we're not crazy about. Yeah. But we could be wrong. I mean, he could be. A, it could be Bo Allen. Could turn into the. Pick. Bo Allen. It would be perfect. Well, he, if he's an inside linebacker back. who just plays him on. And and that's something that Kendricks doesn't do. Well, right, but I'm just saying he's a situational player yeah. who who can play against a run, and you want to use him in a rotation. Yeah, but in the third in the third round, you want a, a starter potential. With I I don't up. mind it though, if he's the best player available, because if you if you if he makes you dominant against a run, then I'm okay with it. So I mean, even a situational player. The thing is, in Kelly's in, in the defense the Eagles are playing, there's not many full time players. So starting or not starting doesn't matter, and I think he would start because it would be running down. So I, I, I think Hicks is going to start. You think? Uh, yeah. I can't see how. Because it's not about starting. It might be he plays some running downs. He's a run specialist, and then on the passing downs, you throw in Alonzo or or uh, well, Alonzo can be a three down backer. See, you're projecting, but you're not sure. Well, as a rookie, he was a three down backer in Buffalo. Right, but Buffalo didn't have anyone special just to play the run. I'm not saying he can. I'm not saying this is what he's going to be, but that's what he. That's what I think his potential could be. So I mean, you can't you can't look at guys as starters and non-starters. So I still think the passing guy's going to play play more down. But if you get an elite guy, you can do one thing. The thing is, players like Bruce Irvin, they're just yeah. pass rushers. Alden Smith, right? They're going to get um they get a lot of attention because of the one thing they do, which is pass rushing. It's just great. But you can't stop them. They can't stop the run for I feel anything. like it's a lot harder to get a dominant pass rusher than a guy to help stop the run up. But I feel this team has a lot of dominant pass rushers. And not only not only pass rushers, pass playing uh, linebackers who are small. I don't know if this team has any dominant pass rushers. Barwin had a career year. I Barwin, Barwin? He had a career year. He's a great, great linebacker. And he was very good in, te- in Texas as a pass rusher. Yeah, but I would have put him in like the top few in the league. I sure he was. Yeah, that's what I said. He had a career year. But I love Barron. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Connor Barron. I mean, I think he's a great linebacker. Vinny Carey, I, I feel. Is yeah, with more snaps, Vinny Carey might might really put it in. Right. And I hope Carey a, gets more snaps. He's not a guy who's not very good against the um the run. So I, that's what I think they're trying to do with, with uh, the Hicks pick. At least that's what All I right. hope. I mean, yeah, so if it works out that way, then that's fine. And then later on. And then later on, I, I like the – Positions they got. Yeah, and again, I just didn't know the guys. Yeah, right? I don't, I don't know the guys either. I'm not too familiar. And I'm actually happy to hear that Piper was really high. Yeah, on he was high on Shepard. Shepherd. Uh, I know he's high on Shepard. Uh, and then they got the third rounder for next year, and which is an excellent job. They gave and him everyone, the second round next year though, so they're basically. But everyone good. said next year's draft is a lot deeper. So, and you never know if Bradford hurts himself, 
God forbid. Um, Connor Cook, I think he's the number one quarterback right now. Well, not only that, we, we're getting uh, third back as well, so we have two. We have three thirds. Yeah, they don't have a second. They traded right. the second. So, so three thirds, maybe two of them get you back in yeah, the second. Yeah, get you back in the second. Could get you your first and three first thirds in the second. Get you up to the number. Second, you take others. Who knows? Right, exactly. We'll see what happens with that. That's, that's projecting, you know, the whole season. Because if Bradford gets hurt, that's projecting way into the into Well, the and I don't think Sanchez is going to be a complete disaster. He should even win some games with this team. Yeah, but if Mark Sanchez is your quarterback, I wouldn't have my expectations. Right, I don't think we're going to the playoffs, but I do think he's going to win too many games to get you too high in draft picks. Yeah, they're not, they're not, most likely, they're not going to go 3-13. and 13, yeah, he's not, They're he's probably not, not going to go 13-3. and three, so. He's not Mr. Buffalo anymore. And, yeah. and maybe even Tebow gets on the field. Oh, I know you will. They released Tebow's shirt today. It's Tebow time with the Kelly Green and Tebow doing his kneel thing with his signature. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get how you love this kid so much. I just like him. He's a good guy. I just like him because people don't like him. So. Yeah, I kind of like the fact that he doesn't really care about uh about how popular he is. He just is who he is. Yeah, but that's what I'm Extremely popular, extremely hated. Yeah, absolutely. Very polarized. The Phillies finally won one after losing six in a row. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much to say on the Phillies. They're a bad team. Probably the worst. Utley team. got a few hits. Other than Milwaukee Brewers, they had the worst record in baseball. Utley sitting, what, 108? Yeah, which is good for this team. They can't hit. They can't pitch. They can't field. They can't do anything. Their team, I thought in the beginning of the year, was going to easily surpass the 68 and a half Vegas total. I thought they were going to win 73, 74, 75 ball games. Looks like they're not going to no. get close to it. Um, worse than I thought, Hamlet is struggling. Just got rocked the other day. He's one and three. I don't think it's going to extremely affect his trade value. It will. It could affect it a little bit. bit. Yeah. And they're not. And you're not. You're not getting Blake Swihart. Um. You're not getting any top top tier uh, prospects. If he turns it up, Hamilton's been traditionally a slow starter, and he turns it up. So, turn it up. You know, if he goes, even if he doesn't get the wins because he doesn't produce runs, but say he pitches six oh, plus seven plus innings, two, three, five ERA from now to the All Star break. Oh, absolutely. Could be interesting teams. Oh, absolutely. But it's just a question of what can he turn it on and, and give. I them. think Upley basically put any value he had. Last yeah, year absolutely. he had a little bit of value. I'm sure they'd be fine with that. 
Um, and the younger kids, of course, if you don't follow baseball, have a greater shot of uh, failing just because uh, you have to project more. You never know. There, there's a million things that can go wrong from the age of 19 to 25, 26, when players usually come up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I was watching the Reading Phillies. Uh, Lively now looks like he's got the best stats. He was the guy who told you that yeah, I was. from Marlon Bird. From Marlon Bird. Um, he's 2-0 and with, like, a 2.1 ERA. Eflin doing well. Wendell's still got a 4-5 ERA. Yeah, so. Biddle's doing okay. Um, they can't hit too well, but uh, they came back to reality. They stopped winning. Like, they were, when we talked last week, they were in the six-game industry. That's that. And I haven't looked at their record. It's, it's more in line with reality now. Yeah, they're not. Head and shoulders above everyone else in the double A. But we I think, have a call coming. Oh, we do have a call, and uh, we're gonna get to them right now. Hello, caller. What's up, guys? Derek. Yo, what's up, E? How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. We're just talking about the uh, Phillies uh, finally won one after losing six in a row, but we were spending most of our time on the NFL draft. Okay. What you think? Uh, uh, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, they I'm glad they did not trade the farm to get Mariota. Um, I think we all, you know, they yeah. they you know they got a lot of defensive backs. So I mean, maybe one of them can play safety too. And uh, you know, I also like the fact that I know they wanted an offensive guard, but uh, all of them got picked before their pick, so they got the best value out of that pick by getting a higher pick next year. So I kind of like that too. So, um, yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. He could play safety uh, or a corner. Do you think that they should have potentially traded back in the first round or you like to take an Aguilar 20? I like the pick because I think that was the guy they wanted. I think that's the guy they targeted. Um, and, you know, people's people are saying he could have been picked. And who knows? He could have been picked anywhere. And if you trade back, you risk losing the guy that you really wanted. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't mind it. I mean, it would have been a gamble. Maybe you could have got him back a little further but um, and got something else. But, you know, if that's the guy they targeted, then so be it. They definitely needed a wide receiver. So I'm okay with I it. I agree. I just think that there – to me, I think there were too many receivers rated similarly with Perryman, uh, Dorsett, Aguilar, um, they're they're all very similar to me. Strong, strong. Yeah, I, I actually really like Jalen Strong, who's a Philly kid, by the way. But he's going to be hurt for the beginning of the season, so he might not have been the best fit. But I, again, if you move back to the second round, you get two second rounders, or your second and a third, or sec, two seconds and a third, or whatever you can get. I would have done it in a heartbeat if you get up to the beginning of the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're probably not going to get the beginning of the second. I mean, and if you uh, get the beginning of the second, you won't get two seconds. You'll get a third. Yeah, but, but you could have gotten a second and a second next year, possibly. Although, I, from what I hear, that was very hard because a lot of the teams felt that uh, this was a big draft in comparison. Um, what did you think uh, of Jordan Hicks? I'm sorry, who? The uh, linebacker. Linebacker, we got in the oh, third round. Oh, the, the third round pick. Um, yeah, I was, 
and I mean, I kind of didn't understand that pick a little bit. I mean, other than I, I mean, I thought it was going to lead to a a trade of you know one of our linebackers, but that didn't happen either. So I mean, maybe, but maybe they got something. Maybe they got something down the down the road where they're going to trade for the offensive line they need, and the linebacker might come into it, or I don't know, or maybe he really is trying to build competition at wherever he can. But um, exactly what I said, actually. Well, what you, we'll um, see. So if you have to take a a quick quick view of the draft, first opinion, you know, obviously you don't know how anybody's going to work out for sure. Would you grade it? I would uh I would grade it a solid B to a B plus. Um I, I think they address needs. And um you know, we'll see. And it could lead like I said, it could lead to other other things down the road. So we'll have to see about that. But yeah, I'd definitely say solid B towards towards the B plus range. I was close. I, I had a B to a B minus, but closer to B minus. Were there any teams, uh, I don't know how closely you followed the draft date, but were there any teams that you felt that were winners and losers? Um, I would tell you this. I, I think, I actually think the Cowboys lost a little bit by not getting a running back. Um, I think that was a mistake on their part because I don't yeah, trust we were, Darren McFadden at all. Um, we, were talking, but, we were talking about that earlier um, in the beginning, and I said that I think they did really well with their first two picks, getting Byron Jones and then getting Gregory, who had a top ten grade, but fell because of off the field issues. I think maybe mm-hmm. when it came time they were picking the second round, they might have been interested in some backs. They saw Gregory on the board, but pass up the value, and then maybe they just didn't love any of the other running backs. Maybe they only had three, four, or five backs that they liked in the draft, and when they couldn't get any of them, they just felt like it wasn't a reason to take one at that point. Yeah, and maybe. And I just, I don't know. I, to me, Randy Gregory, because I heard reports later that his agent already told teams who were going to draft him that he needs a support system because he has a habit. To me, that's a red flag. That that's, that To me, that's Josh Gordon all over again. That's like a big red flag. So, I mean, yeah, I know he's got the talent, but does he have the head? And I don't. To me, if if you're already saying you need a support system before you even enter the pros, then I, um, that 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 makes me nervous. But I mean, he definitely Ryan does have the talent. Get together a bit of crimes for you, Dallas. Well, but but I mean that that's the reason you got him at sixty, and you didn't have to get him at pick number seven because you know the talent says top ten. And all the off the field issues lets you take him at sixty. So it's risk versus reward. Uh they capitalize with Des Bryant, obviously. So it's not like this is unique and brand new to them. I'll tell you what, Gary, that video comes out. I don't know. All right, but in the meantime, and then at sixty, you know, you're not risking you you know, it's it's a second round pick, it's a good pick, but again, it's not a top ten pick. So I I mean I think if you have a chance to get a top ten but talent at sixty take it, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're willing to, to eat that risk, and I guess if you feel you're strong enough and with the rest of your team that you can take the chance, yeah, I guess take the chance, but to me, like I said, I don't think 
I think Dallas still has other holes, you know. I think their running back is a hole. I think their secondary, I mean, although they did already, they did address Byron Jones, so that was a good thing. But uh, they could probably use another depth guy in there. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. And, I mean, I know later on they did address, like, linebacker, which was probably smart considering uh, their best linebacker is the one who gets hurt every year in, in, in Lee. So that was probably smart, too. But uh, yeah, I just I can't see a position like running back, even though I know it's a, becoming a, de, a devalued position in the NFL to go into the season with a Darren McFadden who gets hurt and frankly hasn't looked that good. Now I know they might say, well, with our offensive line, he's going to look good, and maybe they're right. Maybe that's what they're banking on. But to me, I I'd rather have an insurance policy behind that, and I don't think they do so much. I think they, they like uh, Joseph Randall. Oh, the guy's got off the field problems. I think everyone in Dallas is just going to have to be here for the football team. But I swear to God, there's going to be arms free around there. But um, question I want to ask you, Eric, is I know uh, you coach a team. How much do how much do outside issues affect the team? Do you consider not – I know you don't really draft. Do you consider not having a player on your team due to issues, character issues? whatever they may be. Um, One million percent I do. Now, my my team's a little different because it's all volunteered. It's not like a pay system. I don't get paid. The players don't get paid or anything like that. So, you know, I have to take their opinion, you know, with a certain degree of importance because, you know, they're volunteering their time too. So, you know, I do have to listen to what they say and all that. And honestly, that has influenced my decision with some players on my team because there has been times where a player or two on my team will miss a lot of practices, you know, and not really show great effort in practice, you know. And I'm of the opinion that I, I want to bench him and not play him and not even bring him on our church, but the guys, because he's, pro- he's talent-wise, he's probably the most talented player on my team. You know, the guys are like, oh, come on, you know, we're okay with it. You know, just let him play. He helps us win. So, you know, but if you ask me, I say it's a big thing because I think that hurt my team, for instance, by letting the guy play. And, you know, his outside, his outside, you know, problems with not being able to make it to practice, struggling in practice and all that, it really affected our team chemistry, you know. And so, yes, I think, you know, outside influences can play a big role, you know. In a, in a team, you know, thing. it can really make a team divisive. But but the whole trade-off is going up to the draft. Randy Gregory, everybody says, has top 10 talent, and you got him at 60. So you know it's a risk, but you're risking the 60th pick in the draft for a potential top 10 talent. So you're basically, with the 60th pick, picking in the top 10. I mean, don't you think that's worth it? It, it could it. It could be. I just it could also blow that 60th pick could blow your whole team up too, because like I said, if he, you know, if he somehow gets some sort of key role in the team, like let's say he let's say he goes to training camp and blows everybody out and earns a starting position. Let's say that happens. I mean, it could happen, and then he does something stupid a quarter of the way into the season and gets a, a suspended the rest of the year. You know failed failed drug test or whatever whatever it would be 
you know, and now your team is like devastated. Now that in football, because you don't have a lot of time to recover, that could be your season right there, you know, and that could, you know, really, it could really blow up in your face, you know. Now, your best well, case scenario. Now go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know about a pass rushing linebacker, you know, though very important and huge to your defense can blow up your whole season. It's not like a quarterback. Um, so I mean, really? yeah, you it could definitely affect it could definitely affect your team. But I think that if you were taking him in the top ten, if a team took him at his slotted value of say like eight overall, then it's a huge risk. But when you're taking him at sixty, I think that really minimizes the risk because even though 60 is a high pick, I don't think he's going to blow up your locker room. If he doesn't work out, you just cut him, get rid of him, and you lose the 60th pick, okay? But I think at that pick, it's great value. I don't know. I disagree with you and Matt both. I think at that pick, if he, again, if he was picked at eight overall, then I'd be on board with you and say that the risk is too much probably. But being picked 60 for a guy who could have been picked seven, I think it's worth it. And it might be, but you could have passed. You might have passed up on a guy, even at sixty, who might be one of the key differences to your team. You never know who they could have gotten at sixty that they didn't. That if this guy doesn't work out, that they might regret. You know, you know the council countless examples of players going lower in the draft to make it big. You know, it happens all. It happens every year. So. You could have had that guy. You could say who a team took at 52. If the guy doesn't work out, imagine who they could have got. You know what I mean? Like, that's just Sure, sure. But, I mean, I'm just saying the only only way this guy doesn't seem like he's going to work out is if it's off the field. Because talent-wise, he seems to be, you know, right there. Like, he's an NFL player. You know, so... To me, it's just to me the off the field issues. That just shouldn't be. It 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 really it's a, such a tricky subject because yeah, at some point you got to say okay, it's worth the risk. And like I said, it, it might be worth the risk. Like, and maybe six to me, I don't know. Just I guess maybe a philosophy thing. I maybe I would work wait wait till the third round because ideally I would like. Just for me in the NFL, I'd like my first two picks every year to at least compete for a starting job, if not be a starter. You know, that's what I would look at. You know, now obviously the really good teams like the New Englands, you know, and the, the Seattle's, their first two picks are probably going to be even, you know, their second pick almost for sure, and their first pick even probably will probably just be for depth, you know. But, uh, you know, a team like Dallas, who's right on that borderline, their first-round pick should probably start, and their second-round pick should probably compete for it. You know, so that makes it kind of a risk if you look at it that way. Moving on. All right, so I want you on the line for this, Eric. What happened in the NBA playoffs to your team? What happened? They got got beat. You know, what can can you say? It was a great game. It was a great game, back and forth. Um, could have gone either way, and the Clippers won. You know, the Clippers finally stepped up and had a great series. You know, like I said last week, I know 
that I didn't think the Clippers could beat them two in a row, and and they did. They played really well. You have to tip you have to tip your hat to them. I mean, they played really well. It's a shame that that series had to happen in the first round because I feel that's going to be one of the best series of the playoffs. That's how close it was. Yeah, it shouldn't have been a first round series because both teams are so good. It's kind of a shame one of them had to go. Do you think uh, Flippers are coming out of the West now, or are you still like Golden State or Memphis? I'm a little nervous for the Clippers because the Spurs, even though they beat the Spurs, the Spurs beat them up. I mean, Paul's injured. Blake Griffin seems a step slower. Everybody knows how to defend DeAndre Jordan now if they're smart. You do that hack of Jordan, he's out, he has to come out of the game. So, you know, it's, you just, think it's, they get it's a shame. Houston? Go ahead. I didn't hear you. Do you think they get past Houston, or do you think that took too much out of them that series, both physically and emotionally? I would say it 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 really hinders hinges on uh, Chris Paul's health. He's got to be able to play and at a high level. Like I know he's uh he's questionable for game one with the hamstring, and if that and hamstrings don't just heal. So I mean, if that is a, a problem, then there's no way the Clippers are going to win. Um, if he's healthy, then I actually I think the Clippers are a better team. But um, you know, that's Hamstring's a tricky injury, especially for a point guard. So, I guess, I guess, right now, from whatever, from what I've heard, the latest reports I've heard, I would actually say Houston's probably going to win because I've heard that the hamstring's kind of, a, kind of on the bad side. So, I would like Houston in that series if that's the case. Love Golden State, and then I think Golden State will beat Houston. So, so. So your updated projection since you had San Antonio before is Golden State, and is it still Cleveland, or do you got Chicago? Um, I, re- I mean, I really want to study what Cleveland does tonight, but um, if you ha- if I was held down and had to make a choice tonight uh, on that Cleveland-Chicago series, I'd have to say, but I'd have to say Bulls in a close series. Um just because I think, you know, Derrick Rose has looked pretty good, you know, and they get just enough out of Noah and the rest of the team, you know, plays well together and they know how to defend. And with, like I said, without love, and especially J.R. Smith, these first couple games, that's that's going to make a difference. You know, you're down two good play, really good players in a playoff series. That's going to make a difference. Now, like I said, the reason I'd like to wait is because, Cleveland pulls out game one, if Cleveland wins game one tonight and or, you know, finds a way, finds looks at least it keeps it close, you know, they're not they're in the game, it comes down to the end and they lose. You know, that shows a sign that it's gonna be a series. But if if the Bulls even if the Bulls don't blow them out, but they you can tell they're the better team, at least tonight and maybe even the game two, then the Cleveland could potentially be in trouble. You know, so right now I'd have to say I like Golden State in Chicago, and with Chicago, with uh, Golden State, I should say, winning the whole thing. And then you don't think uh, Atlanta or Washington could compete with either Cleveland or Chicago, right? You think the S series is pretty irrelevant at this point? I do, but I must admit, I'm a little. I've become a little more impressed with Washington. They, I didn't think they. I thought Atlanta would beat them especially after game one when they were up 12. Like, I when I had left work yesterday, they were up 
12, like I said, they were up 12, and then I, you know, I get home or whatever, and, you know, not even thinking about checking it, then all of a sudden, I'm out, and I see Sports Center, and they, Atlanta lost the game by six. I was shocked. So, you know, Washington's, you know, starting to show that maybe they're, you know, they're a little bit for real. I don't think they got any chance of winning a championship or really beating, you know, Cleveland or Chicago, but, you know, stranger things have happened, I guess, but I would not consider them a favorite. Did you uh, catch that fight by any chance on uh, Saturday night? Yeah, sadly I did, if you want to call it a fight. It was more of a, a dance, a dance recital, but, you know, that's how Mayweather fights, I guess. Yeah, there was a couple good flurries. I mean, Pacquiao had him against the ropes a few times. Mayweather got some good shots in. I think it was it was pretty decent. There was no knockdowns or, or like, you know, obviously knockouts, but I think it was closer than the card said. I'm not a big boxing guy, so I don't know exactly what to look for other than what you see. You Mayweather hit him twice as many times. Mayweather won. Yeah, I'm not saying Mayweather didn't win, but I felt like Pacquiao had some really good bursts in there, didn't you? He had a couple, but if you look if you look closely on a lot of the replays of a lot of his flurries, he wasn't connecting. Like he was hitting his shoulder or his gloves. He was not connecting. Mayweather was defending him. I mean, the biggest stats I saw were at the end of the fight where Mayweather actually threw more punches and landed more punches of power and just in general punches too, and which is totally off of uh, Pacquiao's normal MO. He normally comes in aggressive. And frankly, I, I don't know what to make of the shoulder injury they talked about after the fight. I don't know if that affected Pacquiao or whatever, but it definitely, to me, that fight did not live up to the hype, all the hype that it, that was surrounding it. So are you going to pay to see Pacquiao Mayweather too? There's not going to be a Pacquiao Mayweather too. Mayweather's been quoted as saying, if I, I win What's that? He's not sure he's going to fight for his last fight. He says he's going to fight one more. I think he fights two more to go past Marciano. But uh, he's got one or two fights left for Mayweather does, and uh, that's it. So there's a chance that if he thinks he can make the most money with Pacquiao, he'll do it. No, I don't think there's any chance he fights Pacquiao again. Uh, that was it. I don't think the, I don't think the hype's gonna be be there. The but, it's not it's not gonna be there. The but, public interest won't be there. But who? But then what fighter does? No, I agree with you there. And I was talking about this the other day. I don't know who he fights next because of the hype around the Pacquiao fight. That's what everyone wanted to see. It's really hard to find an opponent that people will be interested in. I mean, it kind of it's just like a huge rally killer. Let's look at Roy Jones Jr. out of retirement. But. He's going to fight someone. I don't think it's going to touch nearly the money that this fight touched. I don't think the rematch would touch nearly the money that this fight touched, and I don't think he wants it. So he'll fight someone, he'll win the fight, and he'll go off into the sunset. But, yeah, I don't know who he's going to fight. I'm not a boxing guy. I know there's just one guy, Gennady something, who, who's, like, knocked out 40 people in a row or something who's getting a lot of hype. And I think their weight classes are similar, where maybe they could move into each other's weight class. Might be a good fight, but. See. See. Eric, uh, our top five. Uh, I'll ask you to just give me one. Our top five is going to be the top Eagles pick in the last thirty years. Who would be your number one? Um. Hmm. Wow. Um. 
I'd have to say uh, Brian Dawkins. Yeah, he's definitely up there with me. I mean, he's a value pick in the third round and is definitely the best safety in Eagles history. He might be uh, one of the best safeties in history. All righty. Yeah, any I mean, final thoughts before we sign off? Nah, nah, not really. Like I said, I'm looking forward now. Now I'm looking forward to uh, September and getting the Eagles going with since it's going to be a long summer with the uh, with the Phillies. So, uh, you know, get the get the NFL going and with a, the team that the only team in the town that has a chance to win at the current moment. So, go Eagles, I guess. And one more time, uh, like last week, just. Uh... Give me information for United Champions for anyone listening who is interested in going. Yeah, it's um it's this Friday night. Um, it's on Columbus uh, Boulevard at the um, Iron Workers uh, Union on Columbus Boulevard there, right past Washington Ave. And uh, it's $125 a plate. It all goes to a good cause. It's uh, the McGee Rehabilitation Hospital and all their uh, sports and uh community outreach programs. There's the wheelchair basketball team that I coach, as well as uh, wheelchair rugby, wheelchair tennis, wheelchair racing, um, you know, power soccer, uh, and pro- like they have an art program, just anything for um, people with disabilities to come to uh, get out of their homes and, you know, have some good activities. Uh, celebrities that always come, you know, uh, Brent Brown. Uh, the Sixers head coach got to meet him last year. Uh, very good guy. Most of the local basketball coaches of the area, college, Fran Dunphy, um, stuff like that have attended. Um, John Runyon's been a past attendee. He uh, gets uh, sports celebrities from pretty much every sport. And uh, there's also a great silent auction that goes off uh, every year. Uh, some fantastic trips, some Sports package games, uh, club box, sweet boxes, the Eagles and Phillies games. Um, it's just a really good time and a really good event. And, again, that's uh, this Friday at uh, 7 o'clock. 